Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. I hope you are doing well. Just providing a very quick personal update. I am delighted to report that last week was my last full week of doing overtime and I am finally back doing more normal work hours and it has been a noticeable difference in my overall health, happiness and stress levels. To be honest, my first week back working more normal hours, I'm kind of wondering how the heck did I ever have time for working as long and hard as I did. And I've started catching up on a huge list of jobs around the house of things that I basically neglected for the last 12 months or so, but I'm certainly in a much, much happier place. Other than that, we're on track to hit Flamingo Fire during the month of May. So do check out firepodcast.ie and you can click on the track my progress link to see my latest portfolio updates. Today's episode is going to be a two-parter. I recently worked through a list of 12 fire rules that we've been adopting for ourselves over the last five and a half years. And I thought it might be worth sharing some of these. These certainly aren't hard and fast rules, but I think If you can try and adopt as many of these as possible, particularly if you're living in a high tax country like Ireland, it certainly makes the whole fire journey a lot more attainable. I'm currently on track to potentially hit financial independence within 10 years of our start date, which is pretty good going, although I might look to instead adopt a semi-retirement lifestyle and effectively adopt semi-retirement looking to work around 10 hours per week at some point simply because I've started to realize that work should play a part in any retirement plans anyway albeit certainly escaping from the conventional nine to five and I think working around two hours a day is probably a pretty good balance between work and play. So for the next two episodes, I'm going to be going through the 12 rules and I thought it might be a good idea to break it up into two episodes so that I could make sure that I covered everything in as much detail as I can. And so the first half of the rules, the first seven are actually related to expenses. For me, there's three elements to financial independence, expenses, income and investing. So I'm going to be going through each of these one by one. But for me, the first place that we should always start is with expenses, because typically they're the ones that can have an immediate impact. But also by getting on top of our expenses, it allows us to set our fire number. And the more that we get on top of our expenses, the lower our fire number is going to be and the quicker our financial independence journey will be also. I heard Mr. Money Mustache say recently that getting good at spending is something that can be done and it should be done. In the same way that we focus on increasing our income and getting better at earning money, we can equally get better at spending it. And what I mean by that is to focus on spending less. So by being more conscious with our spending, it is possible to greatly reduce our expenses. In our family's case, Even though inflation's been rocking, particularly the last year or so, our expenses have actually decreased significantly since we started our fire journey in 2018, showing that it is possible to get on top of your expenses with conscious spending. And so here we go. Here's 
the first rule that I look to adopt when it comes to my fire rules. Rule number one, live off less than the 50% tax cutoff rate. Now I know that not everybody listening is based in Ireland, but even if you aren't, chances are there's going to be some higher tax rate within your own country. And in Ireland's case, that tax rate is roughly 52%. And it kicks in, depending on if you're married or not, somewhere between 36,000 euros and 48,000 euros roughly. They do change every year, those figures. So I'm largely quoting those off the top of my head, but they're there are thereabouts around there. And for me, if we can keep our expenses below that threshold, it's going to make our entire fire journey that much easier. You see, if your expenses are higher than that, it means that an element of your income is going to need to be taxed at that 50% tax rate. And that's going to be substantially more difficult to put a fire portfolio together when half of your profits are going to be going to the taxman. And so as a fundamental shift, we made the decision to make sure that no matter what, we were able to structure our expenses to be less than that 50% tax cutoff rate. That certainly doesn't mean that if you're currently paying that 50% tax rate, that that's a bad thing. In fact, if your income is high enough, particularly if you are a full-time employee and you've got no control on setting your income and controlling your tax rate per se, that that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing to be paying 50% tax. The key element here is making sure that your expenses are low enough so that any money that you're paying 50% tax on can be saved and invested ideally. What that means is when it eventually comes time where you hit financial independence and start living off your portfolio, you know you'll be able to do it in such a way that you don't need to be subject to that 50% tax. Now, of course, if your expenses are currently higher, it can sometimes just be a matter of taking a long run view. Perhaps you need to pay off a mortgage or pay down a car loan or something like that to ensure that you can get your expenses in check. But I definitely think it is possible to live a fairly satisfactory life in Ireland under that 50% tax bracket. Fire rule number two, and I mentioned this in the last episode, buy experiences, not stuff. Studies have shown that when you buy consumable goods, you might have a short-term happiness boost, but fundamentally, you'll go back to your same level of happiness within a short span of time. For me, I focus on trying to buy experiences. That could be playing golf at a nice golf course, taking the kids out to the beach, spending time with the kids, going to a playground, trying to create as many memories as possible. As I mentioned, I did touch on this on the last episode, but certainly focusing on buying experiences rather than consumable goods, I think is a really important way and a really great way to maximize your time, particularly if you do have young children and you want to create memories. But either way, creating memories by going on certain trips and, and visiting certain places is going to be far more memorable than just buying stuff that isn't really going to bring lasting happiness. Rule number three is somewhat similar. It's a bit of a mindset shift. But rule number three is don't buy new stuff but maintain your current things. Our family has got to a point where there's no longer a need for us to buy anything new. We have everything we could possibly need. So when it comes to needing to buy something, it's fundamentally because we're looking to replace something. It might be that something that we had has had its life and is no longer working, or we need to replace something because it's gonna be more efficient for us or more cost-effective. So last year, for example, when we upgraded our car, we made the decision that it was going to be more cost effective for us to look to upgrade the car because it was going to save us money in the long run. Likewise, when it comes to any purchase, I'll often say to my wife, well, where are we going to put it? And if it's a case where we're not removing something by buying the new purchase, then I often question, 
if it's something that we really need. And I found that this is quite a good way to help improve conscious spending by saying, right, we're now at a point where we own everything that we need and anything that we purchase from here on in is going to be to replace something, not to add more to our growing collection of stuff. Rule number four, track your expenses and or keep a budget. I've been tracking our family's expenses since 2018. But more importantly, I think, than tracking expenses is actually keeping a budget. Not everybody enjoys tracking expenses because in that case, you're kind of looking through the rearview mirror, but at least have a conscious budget of how you're going to spend. The way that this can work is that we typically know what income is coming in on a month to month basis. So let's say, for example, that you get a net income of 3,000 euros, then we can actively take that 3,000 euros and break it up into categories or buckets, if you like, and work out a mini budget for everything that we plan to spend that month. For example, if you know that you're going to spend 500 euros on groceries for the month and maybe 200 on your car and 100 euros for healthcare and so on, that you could break your money up into smaller categories and make sure that you've got a conscious spending plan. And this way, every euro has a place. Of course, ideally, one of those buckets should also be our saving and investment bucket to ensure that we pay ourselves first and hit our investing and savings goal. I will look to cover another episode later in the year specifically on how our family tracks and budgets because I think that it can be a good thing to cover if you're in doubt and it certainly has made a huge difference to our overall ability to keep our expenses low. Rule number five, eat out for special occasions only. So our family has virtually eliminated all buying of takeaways as well as eating out. We just simply got out of the habit of doing it We cook at home pretty much every single day and only on special occasions would we get a takeaway or go out to eat. The great thing about this is that when we do say get a takeaway, it's a real special occasion. For this one, it can take potentially a year or two to break the habit. But if you do slowly reduce the amount of times that you're eating out and having takeaways, you will find eventually it's only for those special occasions that you actually venture out and do it. Number six, keep lifestyle inflation in check. Most of us worry significantly about the headline inflation news. And look, nobody likes going into a supermarket when food prices have risen or petrol and energy prices have risen. It's a horrible thing. And in many ways, we feel like we have no control. However, the truth is, is that inflation makes up only a very small percentage of an increase in expenses. The main culprit, lifestyle inflation. Keeping lifestyle inflation in check is a much worthier target than worrying about minor increases in price of food and energy. By focusing on things that we actually can control and ensuring that our lifestyle doesn't creep as our income increases, will ensure that our expenses will stay low even when the headline inflation rate is high. In our family's case, whilst we have noticed a small increase, in our monthly costs due to inflation in say the last 12 months, that increase isn't significant enough to really make a difference on our FI number, simply because we've changed our buying habits in response to some of the price increases. In fact, from a lifestyle inflation point of view, our personal inflation has probably gone down as core inflation has gone up to largely offset any impact that inflation's ultimately had on our expenses. So focus on lifestyle inflation and accept that prices naturally will increase over time anyway due to standard inflation. And the last one for today's episode, number seven, a nice car is the last thing you buy. I was lucky enough yesterday to drive with a friend that had an awesome 
Audi A5. I loved it. It was amazing seeing what it could do. He described it like driving or sitting down on a couch. It seemed like a much nicer driving experience than what we put up with in our 2013 Renault Scenic. However, I couldn't help but ask how much he'd paid for the vehicle, and he said it had cost him about 70,000 euro. We only paid a little bit more than that for our first house, so for me to justify paying that much money for a car is very, very difficult, especially when you consider our used 10-year-old car only cost us 6,000 euro. For me, one day I do hope to own a very nice car, but it will be the last major purchase that we make and only once our financial situation is strong enough to already cover our expenses. We will continue to drive older used cars in the meantime until we get to a financial position that will allow us to justify paying that sort of money for a new car. I'll be covering more of these on the next episode but there's a couple of other bonuses related to expenses. There's two other things I'd like to mention. The first is do check out fuel cards if you're currently not using them. We have a Circle K fuel card that saves us four cents a litre off the price at the till. Four cents a litre may not sound like much, but for most of us, it's gonna save us at least 100 euros per year. So it's well worth checking out. Secondly, our biggest expense as a family, food costs. Our grocery bill is our biggest monthly cost. So just be aware of how much you spend on food and be aware that it does make sense to shop around to get the cheapest deal because otherwise we're wasting money on what for most of us is likely our biggest expense. As always, if you have any questions on this episode, reach out to me at michael at firepodcast.e and I look forward to catching you on the next episode. <laughs>